You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to show you how to attract the people you actually want to work with and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week you can expect legit marketing tips, biz building strategies, and expert advice that'll help you ditch the grind and feel more aligned so you can captivate and convert your audience. If you're ready to grow your business without the struggle, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Captivate and Convert. I was I was actually listening back to some recent episodes of the show and I realized I never introduced myself. I guess I just assume you know who I am. So I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and today's show is dedicated to the topic of self-sabotage. And I wanted to have a conversation around this because as much work as I feel like I've done around it, it's just something that continues to show up for me from time to time in different ways. And I figured if this is something that I'm dealing with, there must be someone else out there who struggles with it too. And of course, I want to know what can we do about it, right? So I thought I'd put together a mini masterclass of sorts on, first of all, what self-sabotage looks like, because it can show up in ways we're not even aware of, why we might engage in these kind of behaviors, and more importantly, what can we do to turn it around? Now, I'm going to start by sharing a little bit about my experience with self-sabotage and then kind of move into some of the research I've done. I definitely have a couple of patterns when it comes to self-sabotage. You'll have to let me know if you can relate to any of this at all. For me, I can have something that, you know, I'm really excited about creating or launching and I'll go hard, go hard, go hard, and then pull back when I get close to the finish line or, you know, maybe a certain level of success. And I'm talking like a forced pullback, like getting sick or burnout. Now, you might ask, like, how do you know if it's an actual behavior pattern or, you know, it's not just a coincidence or bad luck? Well, for one thing, I I don't believe in luck. But also, if something happens on the regular, it's a pattern, right? I know I worked with Susie Batiste, who is the founder of Poopery, inside her Alive OS program a few months back. And she says, you know, something happens once you can kind of go, oh, that's interesting. And if it happens again, you know, you might think, well, maybe it's a coincidence. But if something happens three or four or more times, it's a repeated pattern of behavior. Now, another way that self-sabotage tends to show up for me is procrastination and perfectionism. And I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, I might want to do something new, but I keep putting it off and keep putting it off. And I might even take some steps to learn some things on the subject. And PS, learning is a great distraction because it feels like you're taking action, but you're actually just in a holding pattern. And you know, I'm not saying learning is a waste of time, or it's it's a bad thing, it can be valuable, right? But at some point, you have to move forward, because you can never know all the things about a subject. And that's where I tend to get stuck because being a student is a comfort zone for me. I always say, you know, if I could afford it, I would take college classes for the rest of my life because learning, I guess it just makes me feel like I'm doing something without having to take the risk of actually doing it. And then there's the perfectionism, which 
in my case, is not the cute kind of perfectionism where you're like, oh, I just want to get this right, so I'll keep working to get better and better. No, for me, it's the kind of perfectionism that paralyzes me from the inside out, and it takes over every thought, every emotion, every action, and then I just have no energy left to do anything, you know? And that's exactly what I do. I do nothing. Now, a little later... I'm going to share, you know, what I've done to kind of combat these patterns, but I want to share some of the other ways that you might experience self-sabotage. Now, as it turns out, procrastination and perfectionism are pretty common expressions of self-sabotage, but so is creating and engaging in drama (laughs) in your business, in your relationships, in your finances, and even in your health, which kind of goes back to, you know, my experience with going hard and then burning out, right? Now, self-sabotage might also look like allowing yourself to be interrupted constantly at work or scrolling through social media during business hours. Or, you know, maybe for you, it's not scheduling CEO time or focusing on busy work instead of things that will bring in new business and new clients. And of course, There's some more serious, you know, red flag types of behaviors you might participate in too, like blowing off important deadlines, maybe not following through on some of your commitments. So how do you recognize self-sabotaging behavior for what it is? You know, we're not always self-aware and identifying the ways that you might be sabotaging yourself and your business aren't always obvious. According to Psychology Today, You can assess whether or not the things you're doing might be self-defeating by cross-checking them with the goals you've set. So in my case, I'm going to share a, a personal one. I have the goal to write a book, and I've spent more time learning about the process of writing a book than I actually have spent sitting at my desk and writing. So At some point, I have to realize that taking yet another course on self-publishing is probably not helping me reach my goal of writing a book, right? It's actually hindering my progress. Now, the next obvious question is, well, why do we do this? Why do we do things that actually prevent us from getting what we want? Probably the biggest driver of self-sabotage is fear, right? We're afraid we're not good enough. Hello, imposter syndrome. You know, we might be afraid we're, we'll be judged or we're afraid of outshining someone else or we're afraid of the unknown. You know, fears, fear shows up in a lot of different ways and it's often tied to our past experiences and what we believe to be true about those past experiences. And Sometimes self-sabotage is just a result of habit, right? It's like it's a repeated bat- pattern of behavior that we never thought to question before. It's like like we're on autopilot. So what's the good news here? When I wrote my outline for this episode, I was like, this seems like a lot of gloom and doom. <laughs> well, the good news is if you can recognize the ways you are sabotaging yourself, you can, of course, do things differently, Right. So for starters, you can go back to that assessment where you took a look at whether or not the things you're doing are helping you reach your goals. And if they're not, you can choose a different behavior. So, you know, just going back to my example with writing the book, 
if learning more stuff about how to write a book isn't helping me get that job done, what could I do instead? Well, I could schedule dedicated writing time every week. I could join a group of writers for accountability, or I could hire a book coach. And, you know, just so you know, like I mentioned, this is a real example, by the way. I realized that I was sabotaging myself again when I decided back in April that now is the time to write a book. So I guess I'm kind of using this episode to help myself too. (laughs) I also wanted to share something that's kind of helped me get out of my own way when it comes to things like launching a new offer or shifting business strategies, even launching this podcast. So what's helped me sort of move out of fear and into action with things like this in the past is looking at whatever it is I want to try as an experiment. By experiment, I mean having no expectation of a particular outcome. It's literally like I'm coming from a place of let's try this and see what happens. And I'm telling you, it takes the pressure off because it's almost like you're giving yourself permission to fail, you know, without judgment, without consequences. And the thing is, if something doesn't work, you can try something else, right? No big deal. Because the worst thing that will happen is you'll have to switch gears and course correct. And, you know, my guess is you've probably done that before and figured it out. I know I have. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like I just gave myself the pep talk I needed. (laughs) And now I'm ready to go out there and do the thing already. As business owners, you know, we all struggle from time to time. And I hope this conversation just reminded you that you're not alone and you don't have to get it right every time to be successful. Now, if you want to continue this conversation, you can always find me on Instagram at Christy Sigelski. I'd love to hear, you know, your experience with self-sabotage and how you manage it. I think we can all use all the tools we can get our hands on. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to leave hustle mode behind and grow their businesses with ease. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. So I'm just going to come out and say it. It doesn't matter how pretty your website looks or how many subscribers you have on your list. If your message isn't getting your ideal clients to sign on the dotted line, you're going to see very little action in your Stripe account. Copy that connects and captivates makes your ideal clients feel seen and heard, which organically leads to more conversions. And that right there is how you turn your browsers into buyers. Maybe you've got a services page that's not converting, you know, potential clients aren't taking that next step to book the discovery call with you, or maybe you're launching a new offer and you've DIY'd the sales page, but you really wanna make sure it conveys all the reasons your ideal clients need this service in their lives. My done in a day package might be just the thing you're looking for. When you finally decide you're ready to outsource a project that's been hanging over your head, you really wanna get it checked off your to-do list like yesterday. I get it. Done in a day is perfect for this because it's a done with you service where you show up with a draft in hand. And if you don't even know where to start, don't worry, I'll give you my templates. And at the end of this one day intensive, I've taken your copy from ho-hum to hell yes, 
and optimized it for conversions. Now, if you want more info on how it works, you know where to find me and I'll drop those links in the show notes. 